Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. Did you know that the baby boy you're holding is the great I am? I love this song. Jesus is everything. He's wonderful. He's our Savior. Do you know that Jesus came to save you, that Jesus came to give you life, and that even more abundantly. Did you know that Jesus came to forgive your sins, to take them away and remove them? Did you know Jesus loves you. And he's done everything that's necessary to prepare the way for you to be brought into the fullness of the kingdom of God. Did you know? There is a way out of this dark world. Did you know? 
He is the miracle-working God. Oh, my brother, my sister, did you know? I want you to know that Jesus is everything to me. I want you to know I serve him. I worship him. I declare him the majesty of heaven who has come to give us life and life more abundantly. Our Lord, I praise you and I worship you. You've encouraged my heart so many times when I despaired of ever seeing life. You have forgiven my sins, taken away my wickedness. Lord, Lord Jesus, thank you for what you've done in my heart. Thank you for giving me eyes to see and ears to hear. Thank you, Lord. I pray in your mighty name a blessing for each person who will come and listen and watch and be filled with your presence. Lord, some are discouraged. They don't see a way through. Oh, we see and we hear the news. Everything is going to crash. There will be a total reset. But Lord, I do not fear the future. Because I know who holds the future. I know it is you, the Christ. No longer a baby, but the risen Lord God who gained the victory over death, who now sits in the heavenly realms beside the Father, who now is victorious. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. You came as a baby. You left as a king. I praise you. And I say glory, glory, glory to your name. Thank you, Jesus. While Jesus was on the earth, he was spoken of in the book of John, one of my favorite chapters. Chapter 10. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, he is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the, is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. If you are one of the lambs of God, if you've grown to be a sheep, he knows your name. And he comes to the sheep pen where you're placed every night to rest. He knows your name. And he calls you by your name. He comes out ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. 
They will never follow a stranger. In fact, they'll run away from him because they don't recognize a stranger's name or voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Jesus used this example to encourage his people and tell them, I know your name. I'll call you by your name. And when you hear me call your name, come. Come and follow me. Wherever I'm going, come and I'll go out ahead of you. And you follow me. I'll know if there's a wolf. I'll know if there's a danger. I see what's coming ahead because I lead you. And I am the Good Shepherd. Now it says, They will never follow a stranger. In fact, they'll run away from him because they don't recognize his voice. It's of utmost importance that you recognize the voice of Jesus because he will come speaking to you in many different times and ways. And you need to know what his voice sounds like. Do you? Do you know the voice of Jesus calling after your heart? The only ones who will follow Jesus are the ones who hear his voice, who know what he sounds like. Sometimes I have to stop a moment and say, Jesus, was that you? I heard you, but I wasn't sure it was you. Because what you were asking me to do was so strange, I had to ask twice. But no, I know it was your voice. And I'm going to do exactly what you asked me to do. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Always? No. Sometimes he will lead us beside rushing water that we're terrified of. And that causes us to cry out to him. That causes us to patiently wait for the still water. Sometimes I do want. Sometimes we're hungry. Sometimes what's happening in our lives seems set on destroying us. But it will not. If I even die in this world, I know where I'm going. The next thing I'll see is my Lord in a place called heaven. And I'll wait there upon him. So even if I'm, even if I am persecuted, now church, get ready for, the persecution is coming. The arrest, being put in a prison, for what? For serving Jesus Christ. False accusations will be made against you. Sickness will come upon you. You will run out of money. Now what are you to do? Trust in the name of the Lord. Don't panic. Don't worry. 
trust in the name of Jesus, for he is your good shepherd. He will not lead you astray, and he will not let the wolves take you. Even though you're imprisoned, beaten, hunger and thirst, homeless, all of that is only temporary. Because he said he is preparing a place for us to wait upon him, to trust him. He means to trust him in the good times and in the not-so-good times. Because all that's happening on the earth is going to end. It's going to be finished when we arrive in that heavenly place, the glory of that place will never fail. And the glory of that place will always belong to us. And we will praise and worship and glorify the name of our Jesus. And he will speak to us knowing our name, calling us. By name. I didn't realize how important it was to be called by name until Jesus spoke to me. And he said, Ray, enter my rest. And I was so excited because finally I had heard God call me by my personal name. I said, thank you, Lord. I will enter into your rest. I will wait upon you. I will not go my own way. I will follow after my Lord Jesus. Now his disciples did not understand what he was saying to them, and so he begins to speak again, only this time he is speaking in a very plain manner. I want you to hear this very plain speech. I want you to hear and understand what Jesus is saying to you and let it be a source of great encouragement. Tell you the truth. I am the I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. In other words, Jesus is not going to leave you penned up. He is going to call you out of that pen, and he's going to take you to the green pastures. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Oh, I like that. So there are going to be times on this earth that are very painful, very difficult for us. But there are going to be other times on this earth that are great pleasure, where we know we are loved and we know we love. Times of peace and joy. We're just about to enter into a time of great controversy in America. You're going to lose your money. We're headed into poverty. We're headed into destruction. Is that okay? Yes. 
because this too shall pass. In other words, nothing lasts forever except Jesus and and the people he cares for. Everything else is going to pass. He is the good shepherd. And do you recall a man came to him and said, Good rabbi, Jesus said to him, Why are you calling me that? There's only one who is good. Well, he didn't stop to ask, Who is that good one? But I can tell you, Jesus Christ, the son of Mary, is the good one. It's going to last forever. Not going to go away. We're facing some very painful, difficult times. But we're not going to face them by ourselves. You need to be listening very carefully now to know what to do with your money, to know where to go, what to buy, what not to buy. You need to be listening very carefully and canning some food, putting food away. Joseph did. God directed him to put the food away. Some of you are saying, oh, God will take care of me. Yes, he will, but you better listen now. Right now he's saying, go get food. Prepare for a time of trouble. Because a time of great trouble is coming and persecution is coming and fighting and bitterness. Fill your heart with Jesus now. Let the joy of the Lord fill your heart and the provision that he wants to make for you. If you see the signpost, follow it. Don't be blind. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. That's what Jesus did for you. He's already laid his life down for you. What glory. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. Some of you are in churches where you just have a hired hand. The wolf is coming. He's going to run. He's not going to stay and shepherd his sheep. He's going to run away. And you're going to say, I wish we'd made provision. Our shepherd is gone. But don't be, don't be bothered. The hireling will run away from the sheep, and the wolf will attack the flock and scatter it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I can tell you what I've been doing with Twyla. We've been stashing food away. Why? Because we care for our sheep. And we want to have what is necessary to take care of the sheep that Jesus brings to us. That's not the sign of a hireling. A hireling doesn't care what happens to you. He just wants a place to be somebody. And he wants a place where he can make good money. When the money disappears, the hireling will disappear. I can't tell you how my heart has been broken time after time by pastors who have run away from their sheep because they didn't get the pay raise they thought they deserved. And they looked for a better opportunity and they found it. 
And it was all about money. The shepherd doesn't care what the money is. He knows his shepherd. He knows Jesus is the one caring for him. And so the the hireling runs when the wolf comes. And I tell you this, the wolf is just on the other side of the door. And your pastor is going to run when you don't give him a paycheck anymore. Because there's no money for a paycheck. Some of you are going to run when your church building is foreclosed on by the bank. Your pastor's going to disappear. And then what are you going to do? Disappear too? Grieved my heart. See people scatter because a wolf came into the congregation and told lies. And they were believed. And they scattered because they didn't want the wolf to eat them. There will always be a wolf. Don't run from the wolf. Band together and pray. Band together and pray. Don't be filled with bitterness and anger and and lies. You can weather anything a wolf brings if you bundle together and Follow the direction of Jesus. He is the shepherd. He has under-shepherds, and I am right now an under-shepherd of Jesus. Some of you need a shepherd and an under-shepherd, and if you do, I invite you to come to the National Prayer Chapel. The wolf is at the door. You may not recognize him, but you will by his angry voice, you will by his constant gossip. You'll recognize the wolf by his fruits, What are the fruits of a shepherd? Bitterness, anger, wickedness. Verse 14. This is John, the 10th chapter, verse 14. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. In other words, I'm not going to run when the wolf comes. We're going to pull together. We're going to pray. We're going to drive the wolf out. Don't run. Don't run with bitterness in your heart and judgment in your spirit. I know my sheep. Ha ha ha. Jesus just said it. He knows you. My sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, And I know my father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them too. They will too listen to my voice, and they shall be one flock and one shepherd. Did you know there's not a Baptist pen or a Church of God pen or a Catholic pen? There's only one flock of sheep 
And we need to pull together as sheep, not being divided by things the wolf will bring to us. We need to know Jesus. And we need to trust that Jesus is going to teach his sheep the same things. If a shepherd comes and wants to teach you something strange about Jesus, don't listen. Encourage your brothers and sisters to pull together and to cry aloud for the good shepherd to come and give you clear direction about where he wants you to go and what he wants you to do. We're so quick to... How should I say it? We're so quick to separate. We're so quick to run. We're so quick to engage in every kind of wicked gossip. You know the the wolf because they try to claim the sheep for themselves. I watched in a church as as a wolf began to talk with some of the members and convince them that they need to leave where they're at and come to where they're at. Well, where are they at? Nowhere. Nowhere. They're now watching the YouTubes. They're not a part of a church. They left the church when the wolves came in and began to talk. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. Now, the Jews again divided themselves. Many of them said he's demon-possessed and he's raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said they are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Then came the Feast of Dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple and walking in Solomon's courtyard. The Jews gathered around him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you're the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The miracles I do is my Father's, in my Father's name, speak for me, but you do not believe because you're not my sheep. The sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than, than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. So who is it that tries to snatch a follower out of, out of the hand of Jesus? someone who doesn't believe in Jesus and the oneness of the church of Jesus Christ. Some of you are in churches where they're teaching heresy. You have a hireling pastor who likes his salary. He negotiated that salary with you when he came. He told the board, that's not enough. I need more salary than that. He didn't say... We need some time to pray together about this. The salary you're offering is not what Jesus has told me to receive. So let's go to prayer. 
And let's find out what Jesus wants us to take and to give. Do you understand? Everything is settled in the church through prayer, not through intellectualism, not through some dynastic tyranny, authority, through some separated out in the name of this religion or that religion. No, 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 no. Jesus never leads to separation of the true sheep of God. Instead, he calls the true sheep to himself and says, now pray about this issue. And when you come together and you have a full understanding, then you can act on it. Jesus is not one who separates his sheep. And if the sheep are separated and you've called them to pray, and they don't want to, and they won't, then recognize that they are not the sheep of Jesus Christ. Jesus performs signs and miracles. And many believed because of how they operated. I praise God for the way he functions. Please hear me. There's not a Methodist church. There's not a Presbyterian church. There's not a... They're all one. Now, they may not recognize that they're all one. But I can tell you, when you get to heaven, you find an angel as you're looking for the Presbyterian Church, he's going to tell you we left the Presbyterian Church on the earth. And you say, I'm looking for an Assemblies of God Church, angel. Can you help me get to it? No. There's only one church. It's the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are not multiple churches. That's a lie from the pit of hell. There are only the people of God, called by his name, led out of the the sheep pen. They follow Jesus. They go where he takes them. They do what he tells them. We have a lot of liars today who've set up their own place. And if you don't believe the way they believe, you better not go. They'll kick you out. They'll say, this is not your church. Don't cause trouble here. What was I doing to cause trouble? You were lifting up the name of Jesus. No. No. Please hear me. You need to go worship where the Lord Jesus Christ is foremost and he stands above everybody and everything. And everybody says, we worship Jesus here. At the National Prayer Chapel, the name is only so you can find us. But I can tell you now, We are not a sectarian church. We're a Jesus people. We want Jesus Christ to rule over us. He calls us by name. We follow him. And praise God. His spirit comes among us. Well, I want some time to pray with you today. Lord Jesus, 
I want so much to pray today for your people. I want you to give them a very clear understanding of your voice and of your name and of your church. Oh, Lord, not of people who say this is the church of Jesus Christ and then totally turn their back on you and deny your lordship, but people who say and mean and follow the real Jesus, not a phony Jesus. Lord, we come today to say we're going to follow you. We're going to wait until we hear our name called. We love you and we trust you. And Lord, I ask that you would give every person the wisdom and the understanding of your name and the ears that hear, not the tradition, not the words of man, not the doctrine. You are my doctrine, Jesus. You are what gives meaning to my church. You are the one who walks out before us And only if it be a handful of people, if we walk out following you, Jesus, that's where I want to be. That's where I want to be, where your name is lifted up and honored and obeyed. I don't care for any of the tradition. I don't care for any of the rituals. I just want you, Jesus. And I know that you're going to walk and take us on a very straight and narrow path. And it's that straight and narrow path that my heart longs for. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for the straight and narrow path made narrow by losing all sin, by walking away from sin, by walking away from the world, the flesh, and the devil, and following you, Jesus, on our way to heaven. That's what I long for. That's what I have gained. And I praise you and worship you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory to the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, you'll remove all fear from our hearts. For fear is not from you, it's from Satan. I know hard times are coming. I know we're going to lose our money. I know we're going to be hungry. I know the sun is going to shine brightly on us and burn us. Your word says all of that. Lord, I thank you that you are the Lord. And you have the pasture prepared. And we're going to find rest in you, Jesus. And we're going to find in our Lord and in our Savior places of rest and safety. And finally, we're going to find our way home because we're following you. And you will safely lead us. So, Lord, no matter what it looks like, no matter what I hear, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you, Jesus. I'm going to trust you for my health and healing. I'm going to trust you for a car. I'm going to trust you for all of the money necessary to pay for radio and YouTube. Lord, I'm going to trust you no matter what people say. I'm going to trust you. My heart has on occasion been overwhelmed with fear 
Lord, you forgave me. And you took away my fear. So that I could trust you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pray in your name. Amen. I trust Jesus. I trust him. Do you? Do you trust Jesus? Well, I want to take a few minutes now and pray. Pray for you. You need the blessing of God on your life? Do you need to get back on that straight and narrow path? Do you need the healing presence of Jesus in your body, in your spirit? Are you growing weary and saying, I can't continue, I can't do this any longer? I'm going to pray for you. Lord, there are some today listening to the broadcast who want to quit. They want to go back to the world, the flesh, and the devil. They're tired of walking this straight and narrow path. Lord, I ask that you would forgive them and give them the understanding they need in order to have the strength to continue this journey. that they would not be quitters, that they would rise up with great courage right now and say, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to finish what he started in me by allowing him free access to do what he wants in my heart because he will finish the work. He will remove my sin and he will put my feet back on the straight and narrow. Lord, I pray for those who have trouble in their bodies, perhaps a broken bone as I have. I have waited now for seven months for your healing presence. I will continue to wait because I know I will have a testimony of victory soon in the name of Jesus. There are some, Lord, who are sick, They don't know what's wrong. They just know they are sick. And they're losing their strength. Lord, some have cancer. Others have other things wrong in their bodies. Some are stricken with Alzheimer's. Lord, I come asking for a a renewed mind a renewed heart, a healed body, that their nervous anxiety would be taken from them and they would put their trust once and for all totally and completely in you, Jesus. I lift my hand in anointing power for the sick, Lord, I ask that you would give them that victory now and that it would be a lasting victory. For, Lord, we believe in your healing power. And the devil wants to tell us you'll never heal us, that we're on our own, that it's hopeless. Lord, You are the miracle-working God. Your promises are sure. Mark 11, 23 and 24. Command this mountain to be removed. 
Command this tree to be removed, and it will be done according to the will of God. Lord, I wait upon you with eager anticipation because I have tested you and proven you in the past. I know that everything is in your hands. And we will receive what we have asked for according to your will. Lord, thank you. Lord, if there are any today who are discouraged, would you plant your truth in their hearts and encourage them? Oh, Lord, encourage them in love, in joy, in peace. Lord, I know our life is not dependent on our condition. I know my life is dependent solely upon you, Jesus. And I thank you. And I honor your name. Lord, have your way. And we will rejoice and shout aloud your praises even before we see anything happen. Thank you, Lord. I can't tell you, Jesus, how grateful I am for your love, your compassion. Everything is dependent upon you, Jesus. You are the Good Shepherd. You are the one who calls us out and leads us on the path. Lord, there are some today who don't know which way to go. They haven't been praying. They've been reading your word. But they don't know the direction. Would you be very clear with them? Would you direct their steps? Would you tell them where to go and what to do and how to manage what you have given them to manage? Thank you, Jesus. I glorify your name. I'm so grateful that you brought me the wife I needed. I'm so grateful that you speak to both of us and that we intercede and cry aloud. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you, my brother, my sister. I love you. I'm looking forward to talking with you tomorrow. <laughs>